Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. This is a production of ITM Media. Good day to everyone listening to Rambling About Racing, whether you're on your regular podcast platform or Burns Radio, a part of Belly Up Sports. We really do appreciate you taking the time to join us this week. little unorthodox week. We talked about it a little last week. I am currently in Columbia, South Carolina for some training with the fire department, so I we will not be talking about the races from Phoenix and we are just going to take this time to talk to Johnny Thomas from Erska. He is the owner of Erska. He's the founder of Erska, which is an amazing e-racing series that I'm a part of, kind of as a driver. I attempted one race. If you go back and listen to a few episodes ago, I talked about trying to attempt to race at Daytona, and it didn't work out for us, for more so me than it did Charlie. But Charlie was nice enough to be a part of that. And I've also commentated on a few races, Atlanta and Sonoma. It's a really good organization. It's a really fun e-racing league with a big, a lot of big names that go there, J.J. Yelley and Jeff Green most notably. But we're going to have a, a quick sit-down and talk with Johnny here in a little bit to talk about how he, where he came from and just you know, get to know more about Johnny because I want to get to know more of, about him as well. But I hope everyone is doing well out there. Like I said, I'm doing a bit of training here, so it's not like I'm going to be rambling on too much because we got. To, I feel like a great interview coming up here with Johnny here in a little bit. But everything's going well here. Baby's doing well. Wife's doing well. I'm doing well. Just can't wait to get back into the swing of things. I go back to work next week, so it should be nice to just get back to work. Hopefully mom and baby survive here after a little bit and can survive 24 hours without me. Charlie won't be able to join us this week, nor will Preston, so it's just going to be me talking to Johnny, If in case you were wondering. Next week, we will have Charlie back on to talk about his first race of the season, first couple races of the season, probably from what it sounds like, and just get back into the swing of things. But again, hope everybody's doing well, and now we're just going to get into our interview with Johnny. All right, now on the Rambling About Racing this week, a very special guest, Johnny Thomas, the founder and owner, I guess you could kind of say, of the Erska Series through Belly Up Sports and uh, the NASCAR e-racing series. 
Johnny, thanks for taking the time for being with us tonight. How's it going? Yeah, thanks, Matt. It's uh, it's awesome to be here. I know you asked me about a couple weeks ago to come on here, and we're just trying to find a date to to make it happen. And looks like this Tuesday we're we're doing it, and uh, I'm doing great. Erska's off to a great start, and you know I'm sure you want to talk about that. And you're a part of it too, so it's awesome to have you come on board. I'm a very small part of it. If you look at the grand scheme of Erska, I'm like a drop in the bucket. I feel right now, just trying to get my feet wet into it. But it's a, it's a definitely a lot of fun. It's a definitely a fun series to. For one, drive in it, the little time I drove in it, and two, definitely commentate in. It's really a lot of fun, a lot of moving parts to it. But we're going to go back before Erska was even a thought. Where, where are you from, Johnny? Mm-hmm. I'm from a little town called McDonald, Ohio. It's about an hour east of Cleveland. I currently reside in Cleveland, though. That's where I live, Cleveland, okay. Ohio. But yeah, small town, you know, only a couple thousand people in it. Been involved in, in racing and been you know, dealing with racing for a long, long time. Ever since I was a little kid, you know, I remember going to going to races. But but McDonald, Ohio is where I reside. Small little town. Yeah, what got you into uh, racing? My dad, pretty much. He was a big Dale Earnhardt fan. Okay. My first race, so I was born in 93, and oh, wow. my first race was 1994 spring race at Bristol. So <laughs> I was, I think I was about eight months old <laughs> going to, to Bristol with my mom and my dad and my sister. They said I fell asleep during the race. So I don't know if I was interested or, <laughs> or, uh, if the cars, you know, the engine just made me fall asleep. Right. I don't know, it, but, uh. Yeah, it blows me away that parents bring their kids to races. It it always blows me away. I always see these kids in like these little um, bumpers or bompos yeah. or whatever they're called, and the ki- and the parents bring their kids there, and it's like find a babysitter. What are you doing? I know. Well, what was my mom and dad doing? Yeah, well, I, well, I, you know, and I said, well, I want to take. I you know, I just had a daughter, and I'd like to take her to a race. And my wife said, not until she's at least fourteen. It's like, geez, there's going to be a lot of time passing before then. <laughs> They might not be interested. Then you got to take them a little bit early. Yeah, and well, well, there's always local short tracks, and to to me, yes, I mean, there's one close by here in South Carolina, Florence Motor Speedway in Dillon, but still, NASCAR is different. But yeah, well, that's awesome. Uh, So ninety four was your first race. You got started pretty early in that. Pretty early, yeah. And I think the reason why, you know. Uh, you probably remember Bristol was such a hard ticket to get in yeah. the 90s. I mean, my dad ran across these tickets from a guy at work, and they were going to lead into yearly tickets. So he had to pick them up, and he got four tickets. Um, and I guess instead of inviting somebody else, they just took me along, and we went from Bristol from you know 94 to, to 2004. So we got to see some awesome races yeah. in the spring and nighttime. You know, if you remember some of those awesome Bristol races, and especially 99 when Earnhardt got the victory. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so you were there for that. Yes, I was. Yeah, oh, I was, what, wow. 99? I was six. So I, I actually do remember it. Um, you know, I don't remember a lot of things as a child. <laughs> but <laughs> but for some reason, I remember sitting in t- turn two, and I just saw the smoke go around, and everybody, you know, cheered and booed, um, and Earnhardt taking the win. And it was it was a fun, fun time, fun time with for my dad, because I, I realized how much he loved Earnhardt, and we just yeah. kind of carried on that, that fandom throughout Earnhardt and then on, on to Junior. I mean, it's kind of crazy, too, because I never got to see Earnhardt race. In fact, my first race was the 2001 Daytona 500. I watched it on TV. Yeah. That, that was my first race I ever watched. And we, of course, know what happened with that race. Yeah. But let me ask you this. I mean, just talking about Earnhardt here real quick, I'm mm-hmm. a big proponent in, I think, NASCAR. And this is kind of off topic with Erska, but I want to just get your opinion on it since you've been a fan for of racing sure. for so long. I feel like NASCAR talks about Dale Earnhardt way too much. They can't let the guy go. 
It's, yeah. it's just one of those things where NASCAR history has two chapters up until February 18th, 2001, and then after February 18th, 2001. It's a different chapter, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a totally different. It's like history was altered right there in, during that time. Because I went to the Daytona 500 last year when it the 20th anniversary, and of course everybody had to do the three thing, and it's kind of like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, to your, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure your dad might have a different yeah. opinion on it, but what do you think? I think it's just way too much talking about Earnhardt. I mean, to me, I think of it kind of like, and I, I was never around, obviously, but when like Elvis Presley died, I feel like Elvis Presley continues to be talked about today, and all these shows and all these different documentaries pop on every so often and that's how Earnhardt is, is we have a different documentary it seems like every year I, I definitely don't want people to forget about Dale Earnhardt right. but I don't think you need Fox and NBC to continue to I don't know and I love honoring like he aren't Dale Earnhardt is, is my all my all-time all-time favorite driver he always will be he's you know right. one of the people I've I looked up to but as far as them covering him so much you know, I think our fan base is still heavily Earnhardt populated. You know, a lot of Earnhardt fans still gravitate to the sport. Um, so I think that's just a, that's just something for them to try to relate to the, you know, the old fan, in my opinion. Right. I never heard the Elvis analogy. That's actually a good one to me. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that explains it kind of right there. Everybody knows where they were when he died. And I, I feel like a lot yeah. of the NASCAR fans are the same way. They all mm-hmm. know what they were doing when they heard the news. But and just a little quick opinion on that. Before yeah. we move on here, just kind of a heads up. That's kind of what I do. I go down rabbit holes. No, that's okay. That's what a podcast is all about, man. It's true. It's true. It's my show. That's right. It's my show. I can do whatever do I want. Whatever you, do whatever you want. That's right. So <laughs> go, going back to your childhood, did you ever actually race a car or were you just a fan of the sport? Starting watching racing when I was four or five years old to about 15 or 16, I, I never really got behind anything. I currently now i i dabble in some some dirt stuff uh okay. now that i can afford it my dad was never really a proponent in to get me into anything you know now being 28 years old you know you can have a little bit of right. playtime to yourself and you can get get into stuff so i got a little uh legends car that we dabble in and and uh trying to get it ready for the season this year you know it's all local short tracks dirt tracks you know you got right. sharon speedway deerfield actually sharon if you're familiar with srx Oh, yeah. Um, they're racing this year, the SRX and Sharon Speedway, so that'll be fun to get down there in the pits and see some of those guys, you know, Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, you know, right. a lot of the guys that participate in SRX. But, yeah, I just, you know, racing's expensive, and, and I never really had the funds. You know, through high school, I was in stick and ball sports. Right. Well, football, baseball. So I really never had the time. I loved it. I mean, that'd be something I always dreamed. You know, you, you, when you're a kid and you liked racing, you always dreamed about, you know, being, oh, yeah. a, being a driver. But uh, if you don't have the funds you can't can't do it in this day and age right and, and that's a, a true understatement there and, and to be honest with you you're a, since you're a dirt track driver you're definitely uh our first dirt track driver we've ever had on the show uh-huh. so kudos to that johnny another uh, tick in the cool. box right there you, you guys got some big names and i'm the first yeah we I, we have big names but i mean i've kept trying to get dirt guys but they're always busy it's like a different breed with them one here we try to get from Sumter Speedway named Banjo Williams. I don't know if you ever heard of uh, him, but I watched, uh, I watched him race, and I could tell right away this guy knew what he was doing. It was amazing to watch him race. But I, it just kept falling through, falling through. So you, you took the number one spot for the uh, – That was awesome. For 
being a dirt racer on uh, rambling about racing. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't categorize myself as as great or even good. You know, if, if you're talking about levels from A through F, I'm probably <laughs> a D or an F. But we, uh, I'm still the first, though. Yeah, you're you know? still the first. It doesn't matter. You're still yeah, the first. No matter if I'm good or bad. Yeah, you know? right, exactly. But uh, speaking of SRX, here going to that local dirt track right there. I know mm-hmm. they bring uh, usually with SRX, they bring a local guy in. I think Johnny yes. Thomas should be that local guy racing in. And wouldn't that, wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. I don't know. Unfortunately, how. They, I think they already announced who's who's coming. Ah, nah, I mean, that guy doesn't. Say, yeah. Whoever it is doesn't sound like he could hold a it's candle the, to Johnny Thomas. It's the uh, Blaney father and son. It's Ryan and oh, Dave. Oh, is that the race that's going on? Okay, I, yep. I saw that on social media. Dave is from actually, you know, five ten minutes down the road from the track, so. Dave is that the hometown hero, and he's bringing in Ryan as as his son to to race him. Well, that's it's still going to be fun to be a part of SRX right there. That'd be I sweet. Mean, I, I, yeah, I, I love SRX. I think that's like best grassroots nationally televised race racing series ever. It's just original. It's simple. It, it's just fun to watch. You know, it's what two hours long. It's got a time TV you know time frame that they have to run, and you know, it's a blast. Yeah, it's it's great to watch. I know I enjoyed it last year. Can't wait for it this year. So going back to the early '90s, you're you're yeah. in high school. You're wanted to get dabbed in racing. You didn't. So what do you do after high school? I went to college. McDonald, Ohio, was my high school. Actually, Middle Ridge High School was was the high school I I uh, went through ninth through twelfth grade. Uh, went to college, Youngstown State. Got a uh, a business degree. Took me about four and a half years, five years, right, uh, to get it. And through there, you know, through college, I coached high school football. You know, outside of racing, I loved racing, but football was uh, probably my my biggest love. You know, we we uh, we did a lot. You know, in high school, um, and then after that, I got a coaching gig. You know, assistant coach, uh, and I did that for a couple of years. And now I'm up here in Cleveland with my uh, fiance. Oh, congrats! Uh, yeah, thanks. Working so. Uh, it's been fun, you know. Uh, college was Youngstown State. Um, I actually, my team I coached for was my my high school team I played for. So it was a, okay. it, was, it was a good times for those, you know, first two three years out of high school. Okay, is your just another rabbit hole question here? Is your fiance by any chance a race fan? No, complete opposite. Yep, yep. Same way with my wife. <laughs> just she complete opposite. Hates it. Um, she <laughs> dislikes, so it, it got it, it's gotten a lot better. I will have to tell you when. So again. Being Dale Earnhardt fan, I was a huge Dale Jr. fan. So when Jr. retired, my Sundays have freed up for her because I don't watch as much. I still watch a lot, but I I don't watch as much. She hated me when Jr. was racing because I uh, I, I typically never missed a missed a race. <laughs> now now explain that to me, Johnny. I mean, just is just kind of a generalization with those who who were Dale Earnhardt Jr. fans and mm-hmm. probably Mark Martin fans. You could throw any number of drivers into this. Yeah. When your favorite driver retires, why don't you just pick another driver? Well, that's a great question. I would think, you know, it's the same thing. I'm a huge Tennessee Titans fan. So I look at it as if the Titans or if any NFL team would just leave their city or just not continue to play football anymore, would you transfer teams? And with Junior, I don't know. It's really weird to to be such a fan i wasn't as crazy like some of these the junior nation you know junior nation was oh yeah i felt like and i feel like this more now um once junior retired i felt like i was more of a junior fan than a nascar fan um he didn't realize that until he retired that hey i actually like the person the driver rather than the actual sport now obviously i still watch it and i'm I still, you know, I, I like guys. I cheer for guys, but I don't have, you know, a connection with anybody like like I had 
with uh, with Dale Jr. as being a fan. When I was growing up, when Jr. was racing, I was the complete opposite of you. I couldn't mm-hmm. stand Dale Jr. I thought every one yeah. of his fans were just bandwagon jumpers. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I mean, I think every fan has their opinion. You ask, you ask the guys from uh, chair gating, they'll probably say either the same or the opposite. Whatever, you know, uh-huh. or one would agree with us and the other wouldn't. But I, I just felt like when after he retired, that's when I started liking him. It's yeah. kind of it's like kind of like a Tim Tebow. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I'm a big Alabama Crimson Tide fan, and when he left Florida, I liked Tim Tebow. Yeah, you, know, once, you hated him during Yeah, Florida. once Dale Jr. was there, I mean, people would cheer him. I'd just be the one in the stands, boo, boo. <laughs> they all yeah. look, turn around like look at you. Yeah, everybody looked at me, I'm like, what? I, I, you know, but, and then I just uh, got back from Iraq, and I said, I, I, I just got back from Iraq. What are you going to do? Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it was funny just cheering against him. It's like Kyle mm-hmm. Busch now. I liked cheering against him, and and Bubba Wallace, all these guys who are big, big up there in, in spotlight for one reason or yeah. another, and, and now especially Chase Elliott, because I feel like Chase Elliott has taken the place of Dale Jr. being kind of NASCAR's golden child. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. Can, if you race him dirty or race him wrong, everybody's against you. And mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah, um, no, I think uh, the the thing that sets, you know, Elliott and, and Jr. apart is the personalities, you know, you – you got a raw personality every time you you saw Dale Jr. in an interview. You know when you asked right. Jr. a question, he gave you the honest answer, and it's it's not it wasn't sometimes the best answer, but he was just shooting you straight with it. And and Chase is more cut from that corporate edge, and I think you yeah. know Bill probably does a lot with that, and and probably helped him out. And you know his he, oh, yeah. he's had a, a sponsor in Napa since he was what 15, 14 years old. Oh yeah, for a long time. So you know Chase for me, I. I I didn't want to jump with Chase Elliott just because I didn't really care for him when he was racing for junior. I thought he was a good driver. I thought he didn't tear up equipment and I knew he was going to be good in the cup series. But as far as being a fan of Chase, you know, I, I don't hate him. I don't love him. You know, if he wins, he wins. Yeah. So what made you not want to just be a fan of NASCAR? I feel like being a fan of NASCAR is just so much more fluid. If a driver has a bad day, it doesn't directly affect you. And yeah, it, that's, that's fun. You know, not yeah. having that, that one driver pull for fantasy NASCAR's cop has uh, kind of kept me into it. Um, okay. DraftKings betting on on races that has gotten me to watch you know each week or or whenever I can. But uh, it, it's it's not tough for me not to pull for anybody, and there hasn't anybody it hasn't been anybody just that stood out to me that said, hey, you know, I'm I'm going to pull for this guy, I'm going to buy his stuff, and I'm going to root for him each week. All right. So, what are your criteria in picking a driver? Oh man, I don't even know because I've only had one driver of, <laughs> right. that I've pulled for, so I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell. There might be some guy that that pops up here in the next four or five years that I'll cheer for. Right. I don't dis. You know, nowadays I don't really dislike anybody. You know, when I had Junior as a driver, I used to dislike. You know, I didn't like Kyle Busch. I didn't like Kurt Busch's early years. I didn't like Tony Stewart's early years. But nowadays, you know, I, 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 I didn't really care for Joe Logano, but now I, I kind of like, you know, Joe Logano, you know, he's okay. You know, he, yeah. I feel like as, as drivers, 
become veterans is when they their popularity starts to go up. Right. I agree with you there because I never used to like Kyle Bush, but now I, as I like I like Kyle Bush and I never used to like let's see here. Well, I still don't like Ty Dillon. I don't think anything's going to change my opinion about Austin Dillon. Yeah. I just can't stand the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about him. I just don't know. I just don't like Austin Dillon. Okay. <laughs> So just curious about the criteria about that real quick. You're in business school yeah. and you're looking forward to the future. What what do you do after what are you doing after college there in in Ohio? Well, uh, during college, I was working, you know, it's funny how things work. I met up with my fiance probably my second year in college and I didn't really have a good job. Second year of college, what are you? 19, 18, 19, 19 oh, I, years old. I was in the Marine like Corps, that. so I, yeah, I don't even know. I yeah, guess so I guess maybe 19. I, early I had odd in jobs, um, and I met her, and her dad had a uh, pretty decent-sized uh, flooring company that he was the owner and operator of. So I got working with him, and I learned that trade all throughout college. And then after college, I actually got a job within another flooring company. So I've been in the flooring business now <laughs> for, uh, oh boy, 19, almost 10 years. So the job I currently have now, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a manager at a company up here in Cleveland flooring company so okay. i worked in college in the flooring industry out of college you know i did the same exact thing i mean do you like it oh yeah love it yeah hey, that's um, all that matters on your hands and knees you didn't like right um but but now as i'm working more of a administrator manager role i don't have to do that at all so right all hands off on the uh, getting down on your hands and knees and and beating yourself up it's tough business but uh oh, yeah. now i'm uh i'm uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it okay that's good Charlie, before we continue on with today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our online stores at Teespring and Bonfire. There you can find the latest and greatest rambling about racing gear, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, pint glasses, you name it, we got it. And if we don't have it, you just tell us what you want made up and we'll make it up. And Charlie, we got a very special discount code this month. And what is that discount code? Yeah, guys, uh, go on there, enter discount code TUFF, T-U-F-F. F, tough. And what's significant about tough? That's my baby boy's name. All right. That's that, my dog's name. That's his dog's name. And, we'll, <laughs> and i tell you what, Charlie, for that, we're going to give them 20% off of all their orders from now till the end of March using discount code TUFF, T-U-F-F, at Teespring and Bonfire. Links will be in the podcast description below as well as a YouTube video below. Go check it out. And remember, discount code TUFF from now to the end of March for 20% out off your orders. So you uh, you met your fiance. What's what's her name? Becky. Becky and her dad yeah. hooked you up and then kind of got you in the ground floor with a flooring business. No pun intended. There, right? Yeah, there, I think uh, I think she was probably embarrassed that I didn't have a, a good enough job. Just, she was like, "He started working for my dad," <laughs> so I started working for her dad. And- it's funny when when I was dating a Caroline, who we've been married now almost twelve years in June. Mm-hmm. I was um, going to NTI there in Mooresville, North Carolina, trying. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to get on a race team. Yeah, and I met her, and priorities quickly shifted. And I decided, well, I'm just going to work on cars. I can make good money working on cars. And it was funny because when guys introduce their girlfriends or fiancés or whatever to their guy friends, they all go, "Wow, she's pretty," and yeah. "Wow, you know, wow, she's right up your alley." Either yep. either they like her, or they don't. Perfect. Women, yeah. women, 
introduce their boyfriends or whatever to their family and friends. It's like, what's he do? Uh, yeah, it's a profession. It, it's it, an occupation. You know, and, and when Caroline told her parents that I was a mechanic, oh, man, it just didn't really sit well with them. And it took a couple <laughs> years of ups and downs in order to get through that. And then I rejoined the Marine Corps, and they finally started coming around, seeing I'm taking, care, you, I'm yeah. taking care of Caroline, and now I'm a firefighter. And now they're just, oh, yeah, we can talk about you all we want now. He's but they were a little iffy at first. Oh, right? yeah. Well, it was a rough, I was rough around the edges, too. That's not a jab at women. That's just the difference between men and women. They yeah. want security. Men are just like, wow, she's beautiful. Yeah, so you're, I, not gonna, you're not going to say what their profession is when you introduce somebody. Yeah, I mean, my, <laughs> my wife for the longest time was just, uh, you know, jump around here and there with jobs. And then she went to school to become a physical therapist assistant. And she is now. And I wasn't embarrassed of her when she wasn't one. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it should be up to the guy to pay for everything. But I think that's funny. So you landed. A, it sounds like you landed a good one there in Becky. Yeah, I got lucky. Yep, for sure. It happens like that. It's sometimes better to be lucky than good, especially with a good one like that, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. We just need to get her onto the – and the secret is here, Johnny. Yeah. If you want to take her to a race, you need to take her high class, either a hotel or, oh, a, I, or a camper. You're preaching to the choir. I've, I've tried. We her So this is how bad it is. Her first ever race was the Daytona 500. It, can, it can't get any better than that, right? Okay. <laughs> We we didn't stay in Daytona because, you know, the Daytona area is a little bit iffy. I don't know if you stayed in Daytona. I stayed so, at a campground like maybe a mile away from the Speedway and just 10 camped. Uh, Usually, I would just okay. went alone, though. I just go alone. So I could rough it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with her, you know, I was I was like, okay, we're going to the 500. We need to do something else besides go to the 500 because she'll be completely tuned out if we just take her to a race. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we stayed in Orlando. Went to Disney. Um, I have family down there, so we hung out with them a little bit. Nice. Um, had fun in that aspect, but during the race, you know, she did not enjoy it. Oh. It was 2017. We went to the 517. It was actually Junior's last 500. One, I think Kurt Busch won it. Yeah, um, Kurt Busch won that one. So if, if she's not going to like the, the biggest NASCAR race of the year, I don't think she's going to, to uh, care for to, right. to go to any more. Although, though, I have taken her twice. She's been twice, and she loves it. And I have asked her why, and she can't really give me an answer. She loves the Indy 500. We we oh, went twice to the 500. Hey. Ab- absolutely loves it. She'll go every year, and we're actually we're going again this year. Nice. I'll take it how I can get it. Well, Caroline yep. likes local short tracks, dirt tracks better than NASCAR. So it's like, yeah, we'll just yep. go there. And because uh, my first race I took Caroline to was the All-Star race. Yeah. Short, sweet, doesn't take them a lot to figure out, and it's all the big-name drivers. Jeff Gordon wrecked that race, and she was a big Jeff Gordon fan. Mm-hmm. Crazy enough, Kyle Busch wrecked her and uh, or wrecked him, wrecked Jeff Gordon, and she said, "I don't like Kyle Busch anymore. This is, that, guy, <laughs> that guy's that guy's stupid," you know. And yep. she really enjoyed it. And she actually took me to my first. She bought me tickets to the first Daytona 500 I ever went to, like in 2019. Uh huh. And she sucked it up for Xfinity and Cup, both races. Wow. Both races. She just sat there and she enjoyed the it. Yep. Yeah, she's a trooper, but then she's like, I don't want to go to any more because I went to the biggest one. I don't need to go to any more. Yeah, it's, <laughs> nothing's going to be any better. <laughs> yeah, nothing's going to be any better. It's like, hey, let's go to Darlington. She's like, no, I don't want to go to Darlington. I try to get as much information out of Becky as I can because I'm interested in people that you know that don't like it just because I want to see why they don't like it. But she doesn't give me you know good enough answers. She, she, she just says it's boring. She has made one comment that, and she pays attention to this, when the drivers interview, they're all – 
they all say the same thing. Oh yeah, and you know, and, and we know this, but then from like an outsider that doesn't watch the sport, when they watch somebody and they say the exact same thing as the other guy that they just interviewed, I can see why that gets you know kind of annoying. So she looks into that, <laughs> and it's the same thing on Erska. We interviewed mm-hmm. who was it yesterday? Tripiano yesterday after the uh, Sonoma race. Yeah, and he sounded like we just threw a microphone and like Tripiano, what happened out there? Ah, I tell you what, we got ran in the back too because uh, because this guy drove too too far into the corner. I hate it for us, and you know our opportunities. But I like to think blah blah blah, and you know it's just so funny because they they always go ah, you know. <laughs> I don't I don't know what Even it is. Sim racing is the same thing. Yeah, it's like sim racing this- is the exact same way, man. You get this script that you have to read by. And you have to say, um, you have to say it. It's, it's, it's a requirement. It's, so speaking of sim racing here, you are, you run Erska. And yep. first of all, does, I don't, I, I think I saw it somewhere. Does Erska stand for anything? Yes. So it's the E-Racing Stock Car Association. Okay. E-Racing Stock Car Association. We have an LLC. It's just for Ohio. It's not for the United States. Okay. But I got an LLC for the state of Ohio. So we are official. Um, I did that the first year that we started. But yeah, Erska E-Racing Stock Car Association. What was the genesis of that? Yeah, well, first off, I absolutely loved sim racing. I've been an iRacing member for, I think, Next year will be my 10th year. 2013 will be my 10th year on iRacing. And from like 13 to 17 or 18, I felt like the community itself was greater when you were part of a league. Not so much doing like uh, hobby sessions or, or hosted sessions and official sessions. Right. That when you got into a league and you got to race the same people each week, that, that it made it for, for more of a, a funner time. I was a part of that, a league for a long time from 13 to like 17 and i've always wanted to start my own because i had some great ideas uh i have some really good guys that helped me out too that i carried over with me to start erska um, and we just wanted to do something different that wasn't like other leagues we wanted to be like more raw i try to get all the like you mentioned the interview um i want to get the most personality i can out of a guy you know i, I want to make it fun for the viewer at home um because you know sim racing or or Esports in general can get you know a little boring, right. especially if you want to watch it on TV or watch it on 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 YouTube. So we just want to try to make it as exciting as possible each week. We always called ourselves you know the the blue collar i racing league, and you know how competitive we've got here in the past couple of years. It, it's been a fun time. But going back to how we started, wow, this is our third year. So 2022, we started in 2020. Pandemic was great for us. I know it hurt a lot of people, but right. our first year was during the pandemic, not knowing that the pandemic was going to happen. Yeah, Our first race was February. Everybody was off. We were sponsored by Pristine Auction, which was a huge, oh, wow. huge company yeah. um, that sponsored us that year. And the pandemic happened. Uh, and, you know, we had tons and tons of viewers that first year. And we, we've just kind of I feel like we've grown ever since. Belly Up Sports has came on the first year. Mike had no clue anything about iRacing. Uh, Mike Brown, yeah, he jumped right on board, and he's been with us ever since. And I, I can't thank Mike enough because he's uh, played a huge part in this thing. Now, when you say you wanted Erska to be separated from any other leagues that you've been a part of through your iRacing, yep. what do you mean by that? Can you give us some examples other leagues I've been in, I'd, I'm not going to say that Ursk is not serious because we try to take it as serious as possible. But we we want to have a loose a loose atmosphere. We want to have fun, 
in other leagues, I just felt like there was so much, the guys put so much, for some reason, so much stress on themselves that any little mistake, it was just all this tension in, in the, right. in the, uh, in the lobby. Yeah. And with Erska, I just want the guys to have fun. I want them each race to be like, man, I finished 25th, but I had a blast. The other thing is too, there was a lot of comers and goers in other leagues where a guy would jump on for. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Five or six races. And then he'd, he'd disappear. I want Erska, you know, if you sign up for Erska, I want you to run the full season, regardless if you're first in points or if you're 25th in points. Right. And then the biggest thing that I, that I want at Erska is to see guys come back the next year. And that kind of didn't happen, you know, in other leagues I was a part of. We still had great numbers, but it was always in, like an influx of different people. And if, and if you stay here with us, Matt, you'll see the same guys. We have about 25 guys that started this first the first year for us that's still with us, and it just keeps on getting, keeps on growing. Yeah, that's the plan to stay. I hope to be a, a more so of a driver maybe one day. Ooh, mm-hmm. check this out, Johnny. I could be the in-car reporter. That'd be awesome. And I, I would tell you exactly, and it probably will be the worst in-car reporting, especially if we run these COTs again. It's like, I can't drive this. I keep hitting the wall. And, yeah. <laughs> and this guy, I don't know how he's doing this. I'm like five laps down. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing about the COT and, you know, our first two years, we ran the Xfinity car. I don't know if you know anything about Erska, but we started out with the Xfinity car in 2020. It was great. We did the Xfinity last year. Um, I just felt like it was getting kind of old. It was getting boring. Right. Um, we wanted to do something different. The next gen, when we in the winter time of 2021, wasn't quite ready. The setups weren't that great, and I was like, I, and I talked to the guys that that I work with, and I was like, I don't know if we should pull the trigger. I don't know how the race is going to be, so we didn't go with it. And so we went to something completely different. Um, and that was going with the COT. Right. We had to do custom setups. The car is old. Um, it hasn't been updated in a long, long time. We're getting it to work, and it's fun. It's a, it's a. You're, you're seeing the guys that have put time into this mm-hmm. really succeed. You're seeing guys that can handle a loose race car succeed, and guys that just stay out of trouble and make all the laps. They're, they're having success. But yeah, the, the, the CO. This is probably going to be a one-time thing. Okay. Um, as far as this year and, and the COT car, the next gen seems like it's coming along pretty good in iRacing. There's some teasing going on that the 1990 uh, style cars are going to come oh, to iRacing yeah. here soon. So that would be a, a fun Ooh. series if they did update all the setups. But if everything goes as planned, I, I plan on, you know, having that Gen 7 car come 2023. All right. Have you, have you ever thought about, because I thought about this when I was racing there, I was kind of like upset because it was like, well, I've never even practiced with this car. Not that I practiced with the Gen 7 <laughs> car, but to be honest with you, I don't know if you listened to our episode when I found out that I was eligible for the twins, mm-hmm. I, I set up my I set up the Gen Seven car, thinking, "Well, we're going to run the Gen Seven car. It makes only uh-huh. it only makes sense." So I set it up. I painted it all, rambling about. It looks great. Like this car looks this, sweet. This is going to shine on the track, and I'm going to win my first time out. Watch this, people. Watch out! And uh-huh. they come to find out, I tried to upload the setup. It's like it's not working. Yeah. It's my Discord message. Hey, my setup isn't working. 
and then I realized listening to the one of the pre-recorded drivers meetings, it's like we're using the car of tomorrow. Car, it's like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, and, and we're like thirty yeah. minutes away from starting these races. Like, <laughs> oh no, and I hurry up and do it, and we test for five minutes. I'm like, this is going to be a disaster, and sure yeah, enough, it was. There I'm was not this, ready. <laughs> there was this one guy uh, on there. I don't know if he still races on there. His name's Lopez. I don't know his first name or Garcia. Uh, Lord, I, I don't know. Okay, because he personally messaged me after I got into him because I got loose and got into him and turned one lap on Daytona. And I was <laughs> my only inkling that I was even a part of that race was me starting last, and there was my name tape. It's like, oh, there I am, and that was <laughs> it. And the, and the announcers didn't even talk about me. Don and Mike they didn't even talk about me throughout the race. <laughs> he, I get a personal message. And he's like, yeah, you, you know, bleep, bleep, bleep. It's yeah, like, hey man, suck. hey man, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is my first time running these cars. In this league, I didn't mean to do yeah. that. And I'm sorry. And he's like, "Well, I'm here for me. How do you know? You, like, you're, you're a piece of crap." It's like, "Well, if you're that <laughs> good, man, why are you in the back with me?" Yeah, why'd you qualify so bad? Yeah, why yeah. you qualify bad? I thought I was, you know, going to just stay out of everybody's way, get through a big wreck, and maybe make the field. But that mm-hmm. was it, and that was my introduction to Erska until I commentated for the Atlanta race a couple weeks ago, which was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Have you yeah. ever thought about maybe having like a, a top tier level, like the top, like a cup series, yeah. like what you have now, the top guys in there and, impo- sure. and then possibly a truck series or a open wheel series or anything like yeah. that? Yeah, we're, um, we're working on it. I know the biggest thing is time managing a league or ma- not a league in, in, in general, but, but the series itself is, is a lot of work as far as just uploading results, uh, right. constantly manning Twitter and social media, recruiting, just there's so much that goes into it um, that I personally couldn't do it, but we're, we're always looking. You know, next year we're looking to maybe have an Xfinity or a truck series uh, involved in Erska, but um, until we can get the help, then then it's not likely. Right. But uh, I, I do want to give a, a, a shout-out or a thank you to, you know, we do have other people that, that help out. Kyle Hanshaw, who races, and everybody that helps races in Erska as well. Tate Lytle, Richard Lafferty, yep. Johnny Eckert. Uh, all those guys play a part in managing Erska to some extent. You know, those guys do a lot. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to handle the Monday series if it was just me. So you need, you know, two, three guys to, to man a right. a Tuesday series or a Sunday series for, a, for like, an amateur amateur series right and i think that would be really cool because then you could see guys come up the, through the ranks and you could follow someone yep you know i mean that's just kind of me it's like oh because maybe i won't do well in cup but i might do well in the truck series i might be the matt crafton of the truck series whereas that's I, right i will never able be able to move up and hang with those guys because those guys have like an i rating of like six thousand. it's like all they do is just sit there and play i racing some of these guys are really good i can't They're believe really, it really good yeah. I, I would like to be that good, but I got a wife, child, job. You know, I, 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 I got a life outside of this. You know, it's, I can't do it twenty four seven. I'd love to one day, yeah. but maybe when I retire. That's a great idea to have that secondary series, just because the other thing is, you know, Erska is a pay to play league. So, for example, if you're you know winning a lot of races in the secondary series, and it was cool about i racing or leagues is you have teams. You know, you got teams, yeah. and they're on Twitter, and they post stuff and it's really neat how the community works but if they see you know matt beamer winning truck races they might hire you to come on to the cup series and they'll pay your entry fee that's how it right. works 80 percent of our drivers uh the sponsors pay their way in 
so all these guys have legit sponsors i think it's a great idea it's just me trying to find somebody and then trying to find time right to get a series started right and i guess that would be the big thing and then you know, managing it because then, I mean, you sound like the Bill France of Erska. You are the Bill France of Erska. I, yeah, we're the, I'm the Bill France. Yep. Yeah, it's your show, and you want to go put a good product on the track every week. You want to entertain the pe- the hundreds of people watching yeah. the race. Yeah. Because it's not only you, it's Belly Up who's backing you and now promoting There's sponsors, yeah. And, and there's a lot yeah, There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and, and sponsors too, especially with Pristine Auction, your first season. I mean, that would have been awesome to keep, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, Pristine was great. They, uh, we, so we like to, our series, are, we try to aim for sponsors that publicize us, correlates with us. We tweet stuff, they retweet us, vice versa. Right. Um, Belly, and Belly Up Sports does a great job, and that's yeah. what we're trying to look for. And, and all our sponsors now, they do that. And, uh, you know, we got some great sponsors. We have a race day sponsor. Uh, each race is sponsored. We have associates. We have a primary in Belly Up Sports. Um, so it's a little business that you run. It takes a lot of time, but I guess, yeah, I am the, the Bill France. I try yeah. to lay the law down here. <laughs> and, and, and which is awesome to be able to control that because then you could say, well, I don't like this. I want to keep, I want to do this. And I want, you yeah. know, I want to change this up. I want to add maybe this series or take away this or run a car tomorrow, vice to Gen 7 car. Yep. And people like me go, what? You know, I, I didn't yeah, know we like, were going to run. What's that. happening? Yeah. Oh, man, I got to go back and do this all again. But uh, tell us about a 3YTV. I know they're, I've worked with Carlos, great producer. And how did that, because did you guys start off from the beginning with 3YTV? We started off with another broadcasting company, but going back, making friends, forming relationships. Right. Back in the league that that I was a part of from 2013 to 17 or whatever, me and Carlos raced together. And it's funny that you bring it up. 3YTV is they started a, like a six race amateur series and the winner the the champion in those six races got a free ride into their top tier series Hmm. and it was all free to enter you didn't have to pay but they wanted to broadcast it so me and carlos came up with this idea what if we just do a funny cheap broadcast call three wide tv and we'll go from there and you know it's funny that it was me carlos and and a guy by the name of richard lafferty who helps out erska started three wide tv and we we called the first six races of that of that series the 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 league was called three wide racing league that's why we got three wide tv out of it okay nice we kind of parted ways i split up with with the league um carlos went on to do his own thing and he made three wide tv huge it's it's an awesome little platform he does he's probably streaming right now um he does two three races a night so when our streaming company left they actually just pretty much quit streaming iRacing they got so big that they do they do real real life races now sim tv i'll give them a shout out yeah sim tv uh, with, yeah with kyle um and finney and they do a great job and we were looking for a monday stream and, and i got a hold of carlos and he's like for sure we made the deal work and and now 3ytv hopefully is going to stay on for you know, as long as erska do you still have a stake in 3ytv I do not. Nope, it's all Carlos's. Okay, that's all Carlos right there. Mm -hmm. What a great guy and great producer. It's funny him behind the scenes. Oh, he's awesome, especially when he adds little comments into the the stream. What's funny, what he does, he he will add comments, but we the the people watching the race can't hear him. So Mm -hmm. he's like a producer. That took a while to get used to in Atlanta. And Frippiano... I I could not pronounce his name. Trip Trapadaba. I'm on. I'm, I'm sure you watched the replay. I'm like Trapadana. Yeah, yeah. You know who's this guy? And he, you can just hear him laughing. And he did it. In fact, yesterday during uh, the Sonoma race, 
Because I was talking about some guy, it's like, oh my gosh, I just totally bet it. And I could hear Carlos just laugh, and nobody else could hear him. And I bet Don's like, what the heck is this guy? This guy's coming back another. He's coming back another week. He butchers the names. That's why I go. The zero seven car is doing great. You know, I can't pronounce the guy's name. It's not Smith or Jones. It's like forget it. Trupiana, you had to give him a shout out too when he probably spun out last night. So oh, it was you had to so, call his name. Yeah, it was crazy too because when he spun, I who who won the race last night? I'm trying to remember now. Rich, uh, yeah, yep. Rich, yeah, Cameron Rich. Yeah, he hit him. I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. I was more just see what my mindset is. I try to be the Clint Boyer of it. Uh-huh. Let's try to have fun and drink a beer yeah. and have some fun watching racing and calling That's, it. Yeah, it's just fun and and it is fun. It's just so much fun and. I really do appreciate you letting me do it. I know it's your product, and you say, oh, yeah, come on in, kid. It's like, oh, gosh, who's this guy? Oh, no. Nah, nah, we're, we're arms wide open here. And, and, yeah, I you love know, it. We, when Dave, uh, when his internet went down, you know, we needed somebody, and you you were all, all up for it, and, you know, you did a great job at Atlanta. And oh, thanks. On to, on to Sonoma. Yeah, Sonoma was uh, different because I came in late because we just did a, our, our last week's episode – Right before then, I said, we got to go. I got to go, Charlie, my co-host. Yeah. And I said, okay, bye. I click in, and it's like, oh, there's Matt. And then I go, hey, guys, what's up? And it's like, oh, we're live. It's like, oh, we're live now. Oh. <laughs> and because I couldn't see anything because Carlos didn't share the screen or I didn't have access to it. It's like, okay, what are we watching? What are we doing? I just you were cold turkey there. hit the mute button and don't say anything until you could get something on the screen. <laughs> That's, that was my you know, mindset. He does a great job, and and – you know, this is what kind of baffles me sometimes is when I'm watching like a NASCAR telecast and I see some of the complaints that people have. And then there's like little old Carlos running a iRacing stream that has sometimes better production, you know, than, than Fox Sports. Does. Right. And, and he does. It really works hard. He's got yeah, he does work a great hard. job. And it was so funny, too, because there was one point at the Atlanta race. And I know we're on a tangent here. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. It's my show. Yeah. There was this one point where it was towards the end of the race when there was a lot of cautions, and this guy spun the tires and hit someone. I mm-hmm. said, oh, man, mate, he looked like he just didn't care anymore. He let me Uh-oh. up. It's like, don't you oh, say that. Up. Don't you say that. Don't say that. It's like, uh, maybe he didn't. Uh, who knows? <laughs> you can hear me on the broadcast go, uh, well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> or not, you know, it's so funny. Just Oh, that's funny. And then he said, yeah. Mike's your code and he cold and he said, Matt, you did a great job, but don't say anybody wrecked anybody on purpose. I'm like, Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm totally sorry about that, Carlos. It won't happen again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and then Rich Carlos hit Trippiano and I was straight. like Trip hit Trippiano was like, that looked like it was on purpose. It was like, Oh, it looks like a <laughs> racing incident. Oh no. <laughs> you can't say it was so much fun though, man. So, what are the big plans? What are the big goals for Erska right now? Like this year, or just in the in the upcoming you know future. Let's you say know. within the next two to three years. Yeah, including year inclu- including this year. What what is what what is your goal for Erska? Where do you see Erska at that point? Yeah, just to continue to build to get recognition. We want to see the views going up. Not so much each race, but each year. We want to see the total views of the broadcasts increase. I'd love it to double, but that's you know that's a huge huge uh a goal car counts car counts are great our first year we were getting you know 30 to 35 last year we had a solid 40 guys and this year we had 60 something guys sign up so yeah increase the car counts uh the other goal like you mentioned i do want to have another series you know that's something that we're gonna have i just don't know when to get that going to have a feeder series and bring in 
you know, more sponsors so far, you know, besides pristine auction, but every sponsor that has sponsored us in 2020, they have returned. So just continue to build, build sponsors. I don't expect too much, you know, out of sim racing in general. I felt like it really took off during COVID. Um, you know, you got the pro series that has lots of views um, on YouTube, but I just want something to happen or, or something to set us apart from other leagues. And we're, we're continually trying to do that. We just want, we just want the numbers to grow. We just want people to tune in. We are really trying hard and I've tried hard for, you know, since we've started to bring some type of betting form or a, like a game form to like a pick them to Erska. Right. Uh, where, where, where people can, can tune in and they can actually pick a driver and cheer for them or whether you have any relationship at all with them. We had that somewhat and the first year that we did it, it worked out pretty good, but the app went away. Um, so we just need a, to land that to where we can bring on fans that are watching, you know, with a purpose. You know, they, they actually pick somebody to win and they'll get something in return if that driver wins. And we felt like, you know, that increased views. But basically our goals is just to increase the numbers. I think it's a far-fetched thing to request here, but I remember watching or listening to the telecast and or commentating. I was watching a race once and saying, wouldn't it be cool to listen to their spotter communication? And especially if they yeah. have their own spotter, like just kind of to- tune yeah, them up. A lot, and, a lot of guys do. And, and tune them up and talk like, hey, you know, this guy did this. And oh, oh, oh create create drama in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And, and, you, and you want drama. Oh, and of I course. Say, and I say this as a fan of racing in general. You don't want it like the WWE or pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. You don't want it. You want organic drama. Yeah. At least me, I tried not to, when I was commentating on the two races, I tried not to make something more of something that it wasn't. Because mm-hmm. then yeah. I feel like it's just, it's a letdown when it isn't what the commentator said it was. I feel like it's just, uh, yeah, it has to be organic. And I feel like, I think Erska has that. Yeah, yeah, there are some major rivals. Uh, and, and and as the season progresses, and you'll notice, there there will be, I think, you know, for the most, you know, probably three. You'll have three good ones that become into existence during the season. Last year, we had some good ones where, you know, they resulted in, in really good TV to where we had to uh, bring him on to the, the Erska Holler. If you go on Discord, there's an Erska Holler. Yeah, I, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, so so if they really get intense with each other to where we need to step in, then I'll bring them both in the holler. We'll yell at them and stuff. It's, it's really fun. That's um, great. And then sometimes Carlos will jump in, and, and he'll put the audio feed in the holler. Oh, no. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you'll get to hear uh, what's going on. It's fun, and that's what you want. You That's another thing on, on setting us apart from others because a lot of them are just, they go a straight line. We want to be all over the place. That's where it's going to be just it would be wild. But we want to also keep it professional in the same standpoint. Yeah, and I noticed also you have an infield care center as well. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's, I mean, to me, I remember watching when the pandemic went on and NASCAR did the iRacing thing and they had the anthem and they had the invocation. They mm-hmm. had everything free race set up. Yeah. And it was so funny to watch. I, I loved it. And then once I saw Erska set up on Discord. It said infield care center. It's like, what in the world is that? And sure enough, if a driver wrecks out, they'll bring him up to the infield care center. Like, you care to comment on what happened? For some reason, I wasn't there. It's like, what happened? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I, I wrecked. I just, hit, just hit the wall. Yeah, I, um, I got loose. Hit the wall and turned one and lap one. Yeah, and, and that's what's cool. And, and I'm not doing all the races this year as a driver just because I wanted to kind of take a step back and, and kind of get a perspective from all sides. Right. So I'll be hopping up with, with the booth, and I'll do a lot of pit reporting. I feel like a pit reporter is needed 
in a broadcast. Yeah. So I'll be doing that a lot, and I wanted to, to see multiple sides of the league to see what needs to be improved. Yeah, absolutely, and you don't see a lot on the track just because you're you're you know you're racing out there. You're in a in a position fifteenth. You're in first. You know twentieth. So you're just really seeing what you're doing. Right from a broadcast side, I can see multiple things, and then up in the booth, uh, we have a great admin in uh, Johnny Eckert who kind of officiates everything on race day. So I'm going to get up with him and kind of see what he's doing as well and you have some big names in there i know uh jeremy mayfield follows you guys i know jeff green yeah. was in a number of races which is uh, he was a big name in the early 2000s especially in the bush series yeah. i mean you have big drivers come on there and race and and that's mm-hmm. awesome we've tried to get some big names and, and normally for all-star week we usually bring on a couple more i know jeremy mayfield jj yaley came on for all-star weekend and ran with us jeff is a full-time driver jeff is awesome i i got to know jeff pretty good last year nice in another league um he came over to erska he loves her he loves it and he comes back you know every race he couldn't do sonoma just because he's on that west coast swing um right. he's crew chief he's a, i think car chief for uh, ryan sieg okay um, oh in yeah. xfinity series whose name so came he, up in las vegas yeah. a few times yeah. right there that was funny <laughs> Yeah, I haven't talked to Jeff about that. Right. But yeah, he was on a West Coast swing, so he couldn't make Sonoma this, this week. But he should be back next week Okay, um, for Auto Club. But nice. yeah, All-Star Weekend, we try to bring on some guys to, to participate with us. I mean, that's awesome right there. That brings eyeballs to it, oh, yeah. especially Jeremy oh, yeah. Mayfield, who really got a raw deal from NASCAR. and He's got a small cold following, and him being we- part of Erska shines a light yeah. on Erska. We hit the jackpot with Jeremy because he wasn't doing any iRacing. Nobody really knew he did iRacing. Right. And when we got him to, to run it for that all-star all-star race, we got a ton of views when when people found out that Jeremy was running. And I talked to Jeremy. You know, he sat in our Discord during the race. Awesome guy. Tons oh, of respect for, for Jeremy. He was super, super cool. He was like a sponge trying to gather info and asking questions. And he's like, I'm like, Jeremy Mayfield's asking us questions on how to run, you know, Myrtle Beach. And I'm like, that, that is awesome. Right. We're getting towards the hour mark here on the interview. I got two more questions here. Two more things I want to say. One, yeah. who, who would you uh, like to thank as far as sponsors and give them a shout out that I could tag on this podcast and let them know that their name is getting out there yeah. from you? And yeah, well, uh, first, Mike Brown. Um, you, you do a lot with Belly Up belly sports too right yep uh, yeah so he's basically like your boss i don't know uh, but mike's awesome uh like i said he's been with us since the beginning harpoon designs if you ever need a paint anybody needs an eye racing paint contact brantley roden at harpoon designs he makes the best and i'm not saying that just because he sponsors us i i was dealing with brantley way before ursco was a thing him making paints we have angry duck graphics which is a uh, it's cool it's a local sponsor out of ohio that makes uh, wraps they make real life paint schemes for stock cars pretty much wraps stickers shirts if you have a business you know the rambling racing you can make a t-shirt he could slap a logo on that instantly and he can basically create your own store so you can have shirts sweatshirts hats anything stickers uh mm-hmm. magnets anything like that angry duck graphics angry is one duck. of our associates okay yep batfoot podcast another belly up sports podcast that damian Leininger, Leininger runs um he sponsors us uh tap in software uh david Strackbean, another participant of erska sponsors us as a software company i'm sure i'm missing a few more but but uh we have so many awesome partners i i erska wouldn't be here without them Right, and that's awesome that you have that much support from there. It sounds like a great core group of sponsors. It's only going to keep growing, I feel. And, For sure. And one more thing. 
I know you're not a full time racer. You mm-hmm. do this. You do the sim thing for fun. You do the dirt track thing for fun. Yeah. Let's say if you never got introduced to racing and the bug never bit you, for lack of better words, what do you still think you'd be doing flooring? Do you think you'd be doing something else or pursuing another venture into esports or anything like that? Yeah. So if you're saying you're saying that if if I never got into racing, how would my life change? Basically. Yeah. What, what, where do you see yeah. yourself if? And and I ask a lot of drivers that question. They go, I don't know. Man, I'd probably be more tuned. See, growing up, I lived on a farm. Okay. Um, wow. I'd probably be more into that. My dad's probably a little bit disappointed that I'm not more into it, but uh, I still help him out, you know, all the time. I'm still, you know, doing a lot of work on that, but not as much. Um, so I'd probably be doing that. You know, racing has had a huge effect on, on my life because yeah. there's, there's things that I probably wouldn't have done that have gotten to me to this point. I just think about, I went to the 2014 Daytona 500 and, uh, it's when I first, you know, was talking to Becky and I made it a joke. I'm like, hey, I'm going to get on TV. And she's like, because she hardly even knew me. Um, we were just starting out. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, turn on Fox Sports. It was FS1. It was during the truck race. Yeah. And I pit, I'd pit passes. And every single time a guy would get interviewed, I would try to walk behind it. And she's like, you're an idiot. I see you on every single interview. So, like, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, yeah, you probably thought I was either a nerd or I was, you know, pretty cool for getting on, you know, tv every single time they interview right. you know matt crafton or or uh, or uh, ron Hornaday or somebody like that so i'm i'm sure if i go back in time and i look at races or things that i did or events that i went to with my dad with my family i'm sure you know life would be really different i i completely 100 percent agree with you if it wasn't for racing i don't know what i would be into i, I racing is for me is like football to other people and People yeah. don't understand racing. They understand ball and stick sports, but they don't understand people driving in circles for three hours. I do. I love it. Johnny, thank you for your time. Thank you for telling us about Erska and your life and your past. Best of luck in your future endeavors, man, and I hope to still be a part of Erska, not just this year, but the, for the foreseeable future. For sure, man. And, and thanks for you know jumping on to Erska this year, and, and yeah, I think you're having fun. You're doing both sides. I, I'd like to do more of the driving side, but maybe I'll wait till the Gen 7 car comes out. And I don't know what it is. Call me a poor driver, but if I failed, if, no. I, if I didn't do well that once, I'm like, and I don't have the time to practice, but wait till the Gen 7 car. Hey, yeah, you'll be all right. Which are a handful as well, but what do I, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to They're go a little for, bit easier. Oh, they're a little <laughs> bit easier. Okay. Okay. Well, it sounds fun. Johnny, again, thank you for your time. Best of luck. And we'll talk to you later. All right. Yep. Take care, Matt. All right. You too. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR skiers to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecasts, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go in there, that's where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. 
White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. And that was Johnny Thomas. Uh, appreciate you taking the time to join us here on the episode. Really do appreciate it. And learned a lot about Erska, learned a lot about Johnny. Really do appreciate Johnny taking the time. If you want and you enjoyed that, make sure to go follow Erska on all social media platforms. Make sure to follow and, and check them out. When they come on live on YouTube, make sure to follow Belly Up Sports on YouTube. And whenever they go live, you'll see them. Sometimes I might be on the commentating booth or I might be on the track. One, either way, if I even if I'm not there, which it might not be a horrible thing if I'm not there and you catch it, it's a great event. There's always fun. It's always good commentating, good production from Carlos there at 3YTV. So much fun to watch, and it is just a great time to be had by all. Now we're going to get it. go ahead and wrap up the episode. We ha- I don't have the updated fantasy numbers right now because we're going to have to wait till next week's episode to update everything when it comes to fantasy on that i do apologize for that just make sure to keep following us on social media we'll update those as they come along but we're going to get into our question of the week in this week in nascar we're going to start off with this week in nascar march 16th 1986 morgan shepherd driving jack bb's unsparted buick holds dale earnhardt at bay in the final laps winning the motocraft 500 at atlanta the victory is the second of Shepard's NASCAR Winston Cup Series career. And that happened March 16th, 1986. And your question of the week this week, I think it's going to be a good one. I didn't run this by Charlie or Preston, but I feel like they would appreciate it nonetheless. Which trophy is the best? And I'm talking about all three major series that we cover here on Ramblin' About Racing, Formula One, Indy, and NASCAR. Which trophy is the best trophy that if you had to win the race, I know the prestige of some bigger trophies would be there, but which race would, which trophy do you want on your, over your fireplace mantle? And that is our question of the week this week here at Ramblin' About Racing. Sure hope you enjoyed our interview and talk with Johnny from Erskov. Really do appreciate him showing up again and being a part of the show. And best of luck in your future endeavors. We hope to have you back on, and I hope to be a part of Erskov really as a driver in the future, but if if it's just a commentator, it's just a commentator, if they'll have me back. Great either way to be a part of that. And now we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up on this episode of Rambling About Racing. want to thank Johnny so much again for being a part of the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us this week here at Rambling About Racing. Make sure to follow Rambling About Racing on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All of those can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com, as well as links to all of our past episodes. I'd like to thank our partners at the show, Stand Up to Cancer and Fanatics, for all they do, not only for us here at the show, but for what they do for Burns Radio as well. For myself, Matt Beamer, mbeamer22 on Twitter, Charlie Herkis, Chuck8384 on Twitter, and Preston Lude, P underscore Luda on Twitter, stay safe, and we'll see you guys next week. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.